All right, let's just roll into the next one. All right. All right. Uh, racer. <clears throat> oh, I actually I had I didn't have notes. I remember I took two screenshots. So I I pushed this one, Jared, mm. uh, for some reason. And um Okay, so it was on uh as I said, this is the day after the 4th of July we're recording this. So yeah. I guess July 1st it was removed from the Roku channel, which is like one of those ad-supported free movie channel things. And I had started watching this, but because I can't download off of that, uh, it, I don't really stream while I'm on a break at work or anything. I just grab my phone whenever I've got saved, that sort of thing. So imagine my chagrin when I go to the Roku channel, which is probably the first time I've ever used this fucking thing. It's like using IMDb, <laughs> IMDb TV or something else. It's just a Kmart version of you know Amazon Prime and Netflix, Crackle TV, any of those things. I feel cheap whenever I have to open them up. I can't keep them. It's all this like <clears throat> uh, a generic looking uh, app of. of- picture and then i don't know who I am actually saying i feel cheap i've got like a 500 to a thousand dollar tablet and i'm like oh i know this is disgusting i can't believe i'm selling myself by going to the roku channel but then i can swing the other way jared where previously i was dismissive of this and it's got commercials and you can't download it blah blah, blah. then they take it away from me and it's not available and I'm like, how dare you? Fucking goddamn it! How's the Roku channel? Who even uses the Roku channel? Whatever they have should be there in perpetuity. There should be a racer there whenever I fucking want it, if I ever want didn't, it. Didn't realize Roku was this bourgeois <laughs> ass service that I had. To- <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I go to my fell off a truck days, and apparently, <laughs> you know, back in like 2013, it fell off a truck into a hard drive of mine. Mm, interesting. And yeah. So <laughs> I do have this. I already had a copy of this. I did look up to see if it was available, God, uh, at Best Buy or something. I'm like, I'll pay $5 mm. for this. And there's a Blu-ray combo pack with this and Collateral Damage, which is an Arnold movie I've never seen for 10 bucks. And not only was it not available, but I was not about to give them $10. I had a limit, and I don't want collateral damage. I just want Eraser, and I want it now. <laughs> this is this is the damn near 40-year-old man, and these are the demands I'm making of content from 1996 that I just have the expectation now that it's available to me. If I want it, it's a click away. We've been ruined. We told you there'd be risks. You also told me I would be under complete protection the entire time. Your Cyrex is selling weapons technology. This disc and your testimony will help us put them and their co-conspirators behind bars. You've done a great service for your country, Miss Cullen. Now it's time to think about your safety. He is Special Agent John Kruger. He'll be handling your personal security. We have a problem. The Cullen woman is still alive. His code name is Eraser. You're in an extremely high-risk situation, Miss Cullen. That should have been explained to you. The only way to give his witness a future is to erase her past. Your new name is Deborah Elliott. You know the signal. 911, I get out of the apartment. I work alone. If anyone comes to you and claims that I've sent them, use this. The disc, the girl, the guns. By dawn, they don't exist. 
person who knows the truth. $52 million on sale is dead. I'll make them disappear one by one. Except the one guarded by him. You're alive. I'll keep you that way. Trust me. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Your friend has arrived. I'll enjoy introducing him to you. Eraser. Come and get me. As far as like, uh, you ever think about that? Like, <laughs> well, I guess I'll go down to the uh, local movie rental place and see if Eraser's still on the shelf. Like, we, we've we've hit this instant gratification uh, phase of our lives, which I mean, admittedly, I'm the same. Like, I'll get on PlayStation Network and then it's like, what do you mean this is awful? <laughs> what do you mean that I've got to buy this or that? Yeah. Look, there are some movies we've covered on this podcast. I have no expectation <clears throat> that they're hosted anywhere. An action movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger that was... Yeah, there is some expectation uh, there. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, it grossed over $242 million. I didn't realize this was that successful. I thought this was kind of one of those forgotten throwaway Arnold movies, and I guess the Roku channel I, is showing me just that. No one really cares about uh, it. I hadn't watched it, honestly. Honest to God, I started watching it. It's like, I've not watched this Arnold movie. Like It starts going through the, the first couple of minutes. Like I don't re- remember a bit of this. Not one single bit. We have perfect timing as far as our recording of it, not the anniversary, because it came out uh, June 21st, 1996. Well, we've missed that. Uh, happy yeah, birthday, good. Eraser. But <laughs> uh, the first bit of trivia on IMDb, I took a screenshot of it as I was watching this picture-in-picture picture on my iPad mm-hmm. as it was meant to be seen so I could you know, amuse myself in other, other avenues uh, of, I guess, Eraser mythology. Arnold Schwarzenegger premiered the film at the Olympic Village. So here we are, Jared, the Olympics background. Mm. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, during the 1996 Summer Games, the Goo Goo Dolls performed a live concert before the film was shown. Well, I'm sure Shane was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what? what is the Venn diagram of people? They're at the Olympics, going to a Goo Goo Dolls show, and then afterwards they stay for a two-hour Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie Co-starring James Caan and Vanessa Williams. What, what, what is happening were a here? Wild time. Jesus like, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it's a, we make fun of our buddy Josh for uh, Mumford and Sons. That's the same way I'd feel like anybody. Like, yeah, rock out, Goo Goo Dolls. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and then watch. I don't want the world to see me either, baby. Go, <laughs> Arnold as the Eraser, the Eraser. Him and God, James Caan. Um, Nipples can cut like glass. That's what. That's all I remember about James Conn now. Kind of bottle rocket. Those fucking tight polo shirts and just diamonds just out there, like looking me right in the face. And Owen Wilson. This is considered, according to IMDb. So I don't. I don't know what the you know, fan base is for it. By many Schwarzenegger film fans, to be the last good film of the quote classic Schwarzenegger period, uh, starting in 1982 with the first Conan film. It was. The last of his action films, it was a box office hit. Um, it says here, excluding... So we define the era as Conan the Barbarian to Eraser. To Eraser. That's, that's the bracket that we put on. I'm pretty all sure right. the follow-up to this was Batman and Robin, was Arnold's next. Jingle all the way. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't. Is that him versus Sinbad fighting over a toy? <laughs> that's him versus... <laughs> no. Put the cookie down! <laughs> nope. Nope. 
I suppose in the Sinbad role here is Robert Pastorelli is the first person we see erased uh, here that you just know will come back. You know, Arnold's saying, always, hey, man, I give you a favor. You got to pay it back. So that means at the end, I'm going to put a gun in your hand and you're going to get shot at. I'm like, I don't, that's a pretty big fucking favor. It's not like, hey, can I use your house? Can I use your car? No. You're going to go to combat with me. You're going to get all your Guido friends, and then we're going to shoot at the government. (laughs) Oh, shit. This guy died of a morphine overdose uh, at the age of 49, March 2004. Or did he? Jesus, Jared. He was Uh, erased. (laughs) Holy shit. God damn. Okay, we're we're off of Eraser. Uh, Arnold, uh, you know, Vanessa Williams is someone that uh, this corporation dealing arms to another country, Russia, yeah. uh, domestic terrorism, and she's the whistleblower. You, you hit, all, <laughs> hit all of the, uh, oh, Russia, bad. Yes, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, futuristic weapons, yeah. of course. Yes, yes, terrorists. Uh, <laughs> FBI doesn't think that uh, Vanessa Williams can burn a mini CD that fast, which I found offensive. I'm like she's doing her best and they I don't know what time frame she has and you cut to them and they're like no we should never have trusted this woman to burn a CD <laughs> I say I know a real dumbass that used to do it as a living here in <laughs> <Powell> County <laughs> oh that's real insight. I don't even think uh, I, I don't even have a podcast appearance to point to him. Usually, we like to have, no. when we make fun of people. We're like, "Hey, this guy had semen all over his leg." You can listen to his episodes on this very show. <laughs> yeah, this guy's never been here. This yeah. is very inside baseball. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll go. I guess inside baseball for uh, a racer, Robert Pastorelli, who I have to admit I didn't really even know as a character actor. Uh, Hyro would have, because it says here his first substantial cinematic role came with Dances with Wolves, which I've still never seen. Uh, he was on Murphy Brown. Okay, sitcom guy. Strange. Um, and Michael, which we'll get around to later this year. I think that's uh, our last year. one of 96. Mm-hmm. That's our end-of-the-year Christmas special with my namesake, uh, fucking John Travolta. Real bush boy. Dancing his ass off with Andy McDowell and... I know. A very handsome woman. I'm going to hear it. As we tell jokes, Pastorelli was found dead at the age of 49 in the Hollywood Hills. From Imagine that body. Like, can you imagine like two like jack-offs like, <laughs> laughing about your death as you're... Man. Hold on. Hold on. I, I had the same thought, Jared. I'm like, God, I feel like shit. Very next sentence. At the time of his death, he had been forewarned that authorities were planning on arresting him for further questioning regarding the shooting of Sharamon Jonovich in March 1999. A review of the original evidence had resulted in her death being reclassified as a homicide with Pastorelli being identified as a suspect for further investigation. Um, so time for me, he says. Yeah, he erased himself. Um, <laughs> Better than what you're going to find in jail for homicide. Um, yeah, had two daughters with this woman that he was suspected of killing, so... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I know I'll never understand the rich. I really, I really will not. You know, you're you're a I've... supporting player on Murphy Brown, then you end up <coughs> killing yourself to evade authorities from a homicide you committed of your mother of your children. I've gotten a little bit softer in regards to the rich and their mental problems because everybody can have mental problems, even if you're rich. But I truly cannot understand offing yourself 
as much as I'll be sympathetic to it, I can't understand it if you've got money and wealth and fame. Like, I don't get it. Oh, God damn it. And he's in Michael as well. Jesus Christ. I just said that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just, because I, I went back to the top of his page, <laughs> and it's a best-known Murphy Brown racer, Michael. I'm like, uh-huh. shit, I've got to go through this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to do the same bit. People forget in the next six months. Don't worry about it. I forgot. I mean, two minutes after you said it. And I was I like, said, oh, you Jesus. forgot <laughs> what I said from two minutes ago. I immediately went to, I guess, gay bashing John Travolta. And it's like, oh, yeah, this dead guy that's going to be a Michael. Uh, so anyway, he's the one of the heroes of a racer. So for all he is good a egg, uh, mafioso. Uh, yeah. And that cartoonish kind of Simpsons way um, that they, they play it. We... Uh, did you see Definitely the trailer? Sopranos. <laughs> trailer for the Sopranos movie, the prequel. Have you seen that? I've not seen that yet. I haven't either, but it caused me... Uh, my wife has never watched Sopranos all the way through. I think we watched season one a few years ago and then fell off of it. But I was like, yeah, we need to... We need. I want to go through that series again proper, so I'm going to go through the whole thing. How could you not be hooked once you start? I don't remember what came up. I, I will only say this in the defense of our stopping, is that Sopranos... <clears throat> brought about i guess binging television and so mm. it is interesting when you go back and watch them that a lot of the episodes kind of tell a complete story there are definitely threads that go through but if you just pulled an individual episode out randomly and saw it like on a in syndication i think you could just watch it as a mini movie mad men is kind of similar to that too mad men kind of has a one two three we're done but then there's gonna be some stuff self-contained but then there's some threads that you know carry on so that's there that's my excuse you know i gotta watch fucking eraser and find out all about this horrible dipshit that uh (laughs) killed his lady and got on my nerves in this arnold movie with his kind of (laughs) racially offensive stereotype of a an entire people and then james con is the big bad i don't know man is he not (laughs) i just I just don't see him yes. as like the equal to. I know Expendables probably has played that out now, but at, at the yeah. time, as a kid, even I, I'm pretty sure I watched this one in theaters with my dad. And when I when it's revealed, I mean, it's like a half hour into it that hey, James yeah. Conn's a shit. I'm pretty sure as a kid I was deflated. I'm like, it's gonna be him. Like we're gonna wait. <laughs> That's gonna be the guy that Arnold can't kill until the very last scene. The only thing I like about it is that in Conn's death rattle where he has a. Uh, Spoiler alert, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, he's had, uh, what has he had dropped on him? Like a container? A small container it in a shipyard? A, yeah, a shipyard uh, storage container. Uh, pretty much a door drops on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like begging for Arnold, like, you know, not like yeah. this. Not like this. Crushing his lungs. <laughs> Please get this off of me. Do me one last solid, John. <laughs> he pulls a gun on him. And Arnold, <laughs> Arnold just was, takes it out of his hand and calls him a son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I, I knew say, it. I, was in I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> a gun comes out from underneath that door. And I was, ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> You know, this is bad to the last moment. Like (laughs) these these action movies, for as testosterone heavy as they are, they're not that far off from kids like having a snowball fight or something, imagining imagining Mm. themselves being badass because that is the kid who got whacked upside the head and is plotting Mm. as they get closer, like faking uh, like an injury that he's really hurt just so he can get Mm -hmm. you closer. Except this is with a gun, (laughs) attempting to blow Arnold's head off. Marbles. James Conn, time in. Bam, time out. <laughs> uh, what else did I... 
I'm trying to remember, like, I remember the alligator fight because I remember thinking it was bad then. Which is funny because Ebert's was- review talks about, like, all the fucking, like, visual splendor. Right. About, like, he gave this a positive review. Uh, mainly on the effects works. Uh, actually, quote, actually good action fun with spectacular stunts and special effects. I don't remember that as a kid. Mm. I was 13 when this came out, and I remember thinking then the alligators looked stupid. They looked like cartoons. I never watched it back then, but so I can't say how it holds up, but I can tell you from oh, it's, somebody's perspective it, right now. It's on Who it's, Framed Roger Rabbit territory as far as those alligators. <laughs> and right, that's unfair yeah. to Roger Rabbit because it still looks pretty good, but I'm saying these alligators mm. look like they come from Looney Tunes, and Arnold is uh, the you know Bob Hoskins uh, wrestling them, <laughs> wrestling the alligators. You did get that fantastic line of popping one in the head and saying your luggage. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many moments in this movie where it's like, oh god, this is what the whole movie is about. Like this is just get Arnold in, get some quips, let him kick some ass. Like don't worry about the plot; it's stupid as fuck. Like, but it was probably like out of step in 96 right this is so far removed from the 80s now that i mean uh, you know whatever the fan base saying this is and it was a financial hit a modest one i guess um whatever they're talking about to me i think probably true lies is the last hurrah for arnold for the the big arnold like summer event well it was actually a decent movie from what i remember you know i haven't watched there's a lot of stuff like with the james cameron movies uh i did an episode on the abyss where you, there's no Blu-ray for it, and you can't like find like a high defi- definition copy of it. Um, I think HBO had it once, and people started like pirating that version like crazy. Uh, I think True Lies is another one. I don't know if there's a Blu-ray or not, but I feel like that's one that is not. I don't see it on the streaming services as much as I would think, because I've not rewatched that one since I was a kid. And I feel like if it was put in front of my face, I would click on. True Lies. Now, I know how you feel about Jamie Lee Curtis, so I don't know if you want Don't ruin my joke, goddammit! Don't step on my toes! <laughs> you can put, I was it, about to say her, put it on the record. But her ass and tits deserve Blu-ray. <laughs> I have... Goddammit! Uh, so, I, I mentioned on the last episode, I, I host a show with our, our friend, yeah. mutual friend Derek, the Grand Jester. And we are currently doing our own Grand Jester where we're comparing all the big box office hits that came after Batman 89. So, you know that uh, Derek has a boner. The, the pretty much the entire recording session because he gets to talk oh. about Tim Burton's Batman at least for a little bit. I have you without your consent because that's uh, that's how we roll, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, penciled in. I have your name down. Uh, uh, there's a, a Jamie Lee Curtis week coming up where we're going to talk Ooh. about True Lies and Perfect. Oh God, I've never Put seen me Perfect. On the true Lies, baby. <laughs> I've seen the gifs from Perfect, where she's like mid eighties aerobics instructor. Oh, that one! I've not watched it, but I, I know will. what I'm talking about, though. I know what you're talking about. And I just have your name <laughs> down. And yep. uh, yeah. when we were out to eat, uh, actually, you were there, but I think you were uh, you were indisposed, probably across the table. Uh, I handed my phone to Teddy to mark down his names on the appearances he wanted to make on the Grand oh, Gesture. Okay. And right. he put, uh, I think he copied over your name on True Lies. And I'm like, hey, what are you, oh, what no, are you doing no, there, no, buddy? No. <laughs> no, you ain't stepping on my toes. No, I've posted those gifs more than anybody. <laughs> my gifs per message metric. All right, since we're in that ballpark, um, mm-hmm. Vanessa Williams here. Beautiful woman. They, uh, they, she might be the most modern. I say modern as far as 96 element of this and that she's not your typical damsel in distress, even though that is her designated role. She goes into witness protection from 
devious James Khan and all the other traitors. Uh, but she's, they don't really, uh, sexualize her or play her as, uh, someone that just runs, runs around like screaming or crying. Like she's actually capable pretty much the entire time. We were getting a little bit progressive in 96. I, I was waiting for that moment where she like tries to not try to, well, she, you know, kisses Arnold or they end up, you know, the movie trope thing of... That was apparently in there and deleted. Uh, apparently oh, in, in test audiences, they were like, uh, no, this is no. disgusting. And <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I, I mean, okay, are we doing a disservice to Jamie Lee Curtis where we accept she's married to Arnold and True Lies? But here, I'm just like, yeah, that's not happening. That's like, I'm speaking for Vanessa Williams. Like, no, no. And I, no. I don't... So what what is it, Jared? What why are we... <laughs> Vanessa Williams was a Miss America level of beauty. Not to say that Jamie Lee Curtis is an attractive woman. There but... you go. You're getting a little insulting. You're like, now she is like a different level. Then there's that uh wretch, Jamie Lee Curtis, who <laughs> uh I guess in true lies she is stepping out on her husband, but uh you know, she's still putting on a show for him. She doesn't know she's putting on a show for him, but I have the gifs, Jerry. Show for put on a show for me, boy. <laughs> Let me just play an interlude music here as we both uh, gather <laughs> ourselves. And we're like, you know what's great about a racer, Vanessa Williams, uh, not titillating at all. But I tell you what is titillating: this other movie that we keep going back to. <laughs> that one also had Arnold, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Constantly back to true lies. You know what? It's an amazing job. You know, it's it's very commendable that they did that with Vanessa and had her as a serious role. But tits and then guitars are wow. Go back to true lies. <laughs> Counterpoint. But <laughs> I think you've said in a previous episode that's uh, age creeping into our, our brain. Like we're just as immature as we were, but now we have a harder time staying focused, so we can't fake it as well. Um, I'll just throw numbers out there. That'll be the cold water. Uh, right, Racer back on track. Thirty-eight percent from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and thirty-nine percent from the audience. So this is two back-to-back episodes where audiences and critics alike say no to Jim Carrey, no to Arnold. Uh, the difference is, I guess Jim Carrey at the time was trying something different, and Arnold mm. was—he's giving you the meat and potatoes. <laughs> so, this is what you've liked yeah. for twenty years. This goes back to exactly whatever we were talking about. Do what they uh, expect of you. Nah, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Do something they don't expect of you. Ah, fuck that. Go back to the other thing. So, I get. I mean, I, I can understand an eraser a little bit more. It is just uh, a, a terrible story. But if you're there for Arnoldisms, then it pretty much delivers the same shit that you're used to. Ann Bilson of the Daily Telegraph in the UK uh, has a splat that says... The stunts, even show-stopping ones such as our our man, that's right, our man Arnold, throwing himself <laughs> out of a plane without a parachute and landing on a car without sustaining injury, have an air of desperation about them. Uh, yeah, I would say that, that that's a desperate act from a desperate man in that particular sequence. Yeah, if sequence. I was flying out of a, 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 <laughs> an airplane at 20,000 feet, I might act desperate. <laughs> not just... Um, resigned to my fate as I plummet to the ground like oh I wish I had my antidepressants okay. <laughs> I remembered the alligators yeah. and for some reason I remembered uh, James Cromwell from the fucking pig farmer from Babe uh, blowing his brains out after sassing Vanessa Williams like you don't know me mm-hmm. you don't know my pain and then he's like, I'll show you the next split second mm-hmm. you don't know what I'm capable of <laughs> bam <laughs> it's like come on Cromwell do something or at least you can 
see that you've you've got the win on her momentarily. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna be around to relish that that final point that you made on her. Like mm-hmm. I win this argument, blow my fucking brains out, and then <laughs> the fucking window and behind him, and then the documents go everywhere. Just real, you know, good for you, Cromwell. You know, a very dramatic way of going out. But I think uh, I don't know what could he have done. Could he have maimed himself in any way? <laughs> Good thing I put in this self-destruct code for the whole building. (laughs) You're all going down with me. It is funny that the uh, plot of the villains didn't account for someone just walking into a room and making a Mm. copy. And then that that tears it moment for him is like, well, it's all over now. (laughs) Like They catch her at work doing it. They bring her into the office to presumably fire her. Mm. And before this stuff even gets out, he knows it's over, I guess. Like, I I don't know. Like, uh, maybe that's why James Caan is the villain, because he has the determination to just see it through. Like, I can get out of this. I can make this work. If you knew what she did... <laughs> As Jim Carrey and said, you know, I, I can make it cool again. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what she did, you have the camera on her, you know she didn't go anywhere else. Uh, except for up to your office, why do you got to shoot yourself? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you're still under suspicion, but the evidence has not yet left the building. Um, hey, instead of blowing your brains out, say, hey, give me the purse. <laughs> give me I the guess discs. we truly don't know, even the audience, we don't know James Cromwell's pain as uh, evil uh, you know, head of corporation. I'll with. take any excuse, man! <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if his wife's out stripping for Arnold in hotel rooms like True Lies. We don't know what he knows. Life is pain! <laughs> Well, that's just the episode where we're laughing about people's death, fictional or real life. <laughs> uh, at least that actor was, you know, perceived to be a murderer, I guess. Uh, I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. never know. <laughs> anyway, I remembered that. Remember the alligators. And uh, mm-hmm. didn't remember the murderer. Uh, didn't remember anything about a, a Murphy Brown cast member being in this. Uh, I now know for sure that we'll be talking about him again. And Michael, you've made that clear. You reprimand me for not paying attention, but we all we all deal with trauma differently. I find out this random character actor <laughs> killed himself. I just couldn't handle it. Uh, live oh, on shit. air. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll never watch Murphy Brown again. Damn it. Oh, you've ruined Murphy Brown. <laughs> but I did. I'll tell you where. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'll tell you where I jumped on this movie. Okay. Is when he shot the window out of the airplane as it's turning okay. around. To, okay. Uh, um, I remember the plane sequence as a kid. I remember thinking that was awesome. Mm. As an adult, I still like the idea of it. I feel like <laughs> the steps it takes to get there, like in, in the plane, Arnold has been poisoned. Uh, mm. Just, I don't know. I don't really understand the situational uh, I guess the decision making, the the coaching, uh, from Phil Jackson here, from James Con, and that he brings along someone that's not in on their plan to frame Arnold as shooting someone on the plane, but they still have to get to wherever Vanessa Williams is to kill her. Wouldn't it just be good enough to frame Arnold for killing Vanessa Williams? Do you need an extra body on the plane? It just seems like there's gonna be things where his boss is gonna be like, "No, wait a minute, that doesn't make any fucking sense." What? James Conn likes a lot of different moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> He's an artiste. He likes his fucking nipples out, too. I know that. <laughs> um, you've got Arnold when he comes to, uh, mm. he has a knife in his what, belt buckle? Uh, throwing yeah, knife. Yeah, belt buckle. Yeah. Of course, obviously. Mall, mall ninja shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I would have liked the uh, character actor who's a murderer that killed himself to have uh, worked in a mall and provided him with all these gadgets. Have like a, you know, the uh, instead of going with the mafioso trope, just have the, what did you call them? The the gravy seals type. Maybe that predates that. They, they've always been around. A guy that really wanted to be in the ship, but never actually was. And then Arnold brings him in and then he mm. fucking gets killed. Like it, that would have been funny to me. Uh, I'm, I'm trained in a thousand hours of airsoft drive. And then immediately shot. And bam. Yeah. I mean, funny, not as funny as his actual suicide, which was hilarious to us no. at the top of the show. Mm. A laugh riot, thank you, and death, sir. <laughs> Funnier than anything that was ever on Murphy Brown. <laughs> Your best work, sir. Um, I remember Re- these... Performance piece. <laughs> Much like James Cromwell, though, you don't get to hear the applause on Sober Cinema Mm-mm. 25 years later. Um, I remember this plane the, uh... sequence... <laughs> It's already dire. He's got two gunmen, James Conn on one, shit talking, and then the, I guess, yep. the top number one goon from the Con squad um, shooting at him from either side. And he's not really got much coverage. And I guess he can just kind of shoot at them, you know, back and forth enough just until he gets shot. Um, so in desperation, unlike this review, it's obviously a desperate act uh, that I enjoyed. <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, busts open, uh, the, uh, escape hatch of the plane, the emergency hatch, and, uh, then takes out one of their engines, uh, does the Arnold, like, <laughs> guttural cry of, of pain and pleasure, <laughs> rips something off a wall, rips out a chair or something, <laughs> grabs, but then he decides to exit the plane and reach for the parachute with one hand as he's hanging off the plane. I, I feel I went back and watched this like the Subruder film. I thought he was like shot and sort of like lost, like he like dodged a bullet and kind of fell out of the plane. Mm-hmm. It looks like he chooses to be outside of the plane hanging on and then reach for the parachute as opposed to putting it on you know, at least one shoulder. Maybe you don't have room to like you know fully strap it on while you're being shot at. And so then he's left with the only thing he can do, which is then reach for the parachute and throw it. To the uh, you know the the sky or into the sky, flying towards the ground, and he has to uh, skydive towards it. It's a cool action sequence. As an adult, I did wonder why. What what was the order of operations here, Arnold? Why why all of this? It looks cool though. Uh, I would say I think you pretty much nailed it in the fact that like you know somebody snorted a rail and was like, you know what would be awesome? We uh <laughs> throw the parachute. Out. I mean, Arnold chases it, <laughs> but. It's the circumstances are so the odds are so against him. Did we have to make him make those decisions? It feels like that stuff could have been forced. Like he's he attempts to to put it on, he gets shot at, and he fumbles it away. As opposed to, Arnold's like, all right, I exit the plane. It's it's like he puts on his shoes before he puts on his pants. Like this is just a fucking make it more difficult than it needs. It's an to odd be. bird, this Arnold. Well, he he has a propensity for uh, throwing things, as we've seen in this movie. I uh, also was in hysterics when his offensive uh, choice led to throwing a computer chair at a man. <laughs> Admittedly, uh, a little disappointed that he did not actually wrestle one of these alligators into submission. Did not, <laughs> did not wrestle one into submission, and then the other ones just knew to stay away from that, that larger beast that's just... You know, putting all of his body weight on top of this alligator and really, really just <laughs> taking away all the masculinity of this alligator. Just like, oh, I don't want to look what he's doing to it. Look, and Vanessa Williams, that's when she makes the decision not to fuck him. 
right then and there. <laughs> it's one of those things where you see it outside of yourself, like Vanessa Williams has the hots for him, but then she sees him wrestle that alligator. Maybe in the like, the sober cinema rewrite, James Cromwell doesn't kill himself in that first interaction with Vanessa Williams, but he shows up at the zoo. He sees what Arnold's doing to the alligator. Then he just pulls out a gun. <laughs> Brains himself right there. <laughs> I'll never see anything more beautiful or hideous than this. Uh, it's perfect. Bam! <laughs> I just did an episode on a grand gesture on a David Lynch movie, and I posited that film Twitter loves that shit. Uh, and our dearly departed co-host Josh loved David Lynch movies because it gives him something to analyze and kick around and talk about. You and Josh I, needs a constant thread to pull yeah, at all times. Yeah, but you and I find something like Eraser, which, as far as I can tell, is pristine sweater. There's nothing to really pull. And we're just mm. fucking clawing at it. Just like, yeah, <laughs> what if James Cromwell killed himself later? <laughs> During the I alligator sequence. my own. <laughs> my own nonsense. Where Arnold is a supernatural being. Every person he encounters commits suicide in the movie. I give you one more splat. Brian Costello of Common Sense Media, which this is from August 15th, 2018. It might be a modernish one. Uh, Already pretentious name, Common Sense Media. Get over yourself. 90s Schwarzenegger action movie is extremely violent. That's the splat. So is he being sarcastic and. He's living up to the title, I guess, of his Common Sense Media. It's like, mm hmm. Yes. Yes, you've. What, you, do you give like one liners for what? you know what movies are like <laughs> uh, i go to the website and i i don't think this is a real critic because it just redirects me to uh like just that it's like a little pissy letterbox thing that you and i do actually mine's gonna be far more complicated you're gonna have to really be up to date on your eraser mythology to get all the james cromwell bits uh, that i have mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. but yeah this is uh that's right yeah, this is... Oh, man. shit, it's Geo, GeoCities. This isn't... Uh, <laughs> this isn't official. What is this? Um, Get out of here. Oh, this is one of those websites where it says... There's a whole section that says, Talk to your kids about... Families can talk about action movies. How does Eraser compare to other action movies you've seen? What What is this? Like, they just... What? There's a... Is uh, that a lane that we need? Talk to your kids about action movies? How was the female lead character portrayed? Was she given the chance to shine on her own, or was she always dependent on the male characters to get out of danger? I think we've answered that question. She's an independent woman. I mean, she did need help from a witness uh, (coughs) protection agent, as one would do male or female, which we had a male being uh, helped by him earlier in the movie. So They have a whole rating system on, this is like some guide for families or something. Uh, oh god there's a tab so you don't have to make decisions on your Mm -hmm. fucking own here's a website where we tell you what to think i assure you there is no kid now Uh, i can look at the numbers for this podcast that is like man it's time to watch a racer like that it's just not happening yeah so the tab for parents there's a tab for educators a tab for advocates advocacy of at common sense what i say there's somebody there's some neckbeard at a computer, like, jumping out of his chair. One click! We finally got one click! <laughs> a lot or little question mark. The parent's guide to what's in this movie. Positive messages. It says not present. It does have a little <laughs> button you can hit where I guess you can add them if you feel. 
Uh, oh, here's our next, uh, <laughs> our next outside uh, the podcast. Can I put a Watch link? As we put 15 different uh, <laughs> <this episode>. comments. <laughs> yeah, you're really getting our... <laughs> Arnold fucks an alligator in submission. James Cromwell kills himself in disgust. Uh, sex, see above, because uh, this is not present. Drinking drugs and smoking says two out of five. Well, James Conn is constantly smoking, I suppose. Positive role models and repre- representations. It says not present. So there's not one. Is Arnold not a positive role model here? I see. Isn't he playing pretty much a straight, like good guy? Like there's no, there's no anti-hero. Never sways. No, like never... He's, he's a Boy Scout. Yeah. Pretty much. Language three out of five. What was this rated? This was rated R, right? Or no? I think it was. It has to be R. I'm sure it's R. There were there was a couple of fucks in there. I'm positive. Oh yeah, like with the alligator sequence, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Transfixed by this. I say this is like the third or fourth mention of like a scene that doesn't are exist. You a, are you a furry on the weekends? Like, I, just, I really want to see this man fucking alligator. Look, it's just what I'm into just, right now. I was, I'm getting weird. I was a little perturbed. That yes, well. Arnold did shoot up their glass enclosure so that uh, I guess now they have to find uh, uh, another water-based area to live in. Uh, he also fed them. I think those alligators had three grown men, three or four, that were attacking them. <laughs> Not good enough. They come after Arnold as well. I'm not saying they were asking for it, Jared. I'm just saying... You're attributing. You play with matches, you get burned. <laughs> alligator. You're attributing the level of intelligence <laughs> to an animal that's been around for 50 million years. Well, they've had plenty of time, Jared. Get well, with you it. should have evolved some fucking <laughs> gratitude, goddammit. <laughs> Finishing out what Common Sense Media says, uh, which I'll make sure to add on to these tabs if they allow that uh, post to go through. Violence is a five out of five. Eh, I would say four out of five. Worse. I mean, I don't know. It, that railgun shit is kind of uh, PG thirteen esque. If I'm honest, it is, and it uh, it made me think of far too many video games. And apparently, when I was reading yeah. up on the legacy of this, uh, there were a lot. There were like I don't know if I'd say a lot, but there were a few admitted video games. I think Unreal had one where they said they just basically took that weapon and mm-hmm. uh, said, "Oh yeah, that was cool in Eraser. Let's put it in our game." Uh, so maybe that's unfair to Eraser, but watching it now, I was like, ah, God, it's just, that's the type of weapon, Jared, I wouldn't allow in a game. I'm like, what is this? It's like this fucking golden bullet thing and golden eye. Like, we just got to cheese oh, it up yeah, it was, to the yeah. extent. <laughs> Here's the question, though. You have a weapon that can, <laughs> of course, you know where my mind went. They can, there's a gauge mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to see through the wall. Now I want to see uh, so through the, the couch. Never gets shot. Now I want to see through their clothes. I want to see their beating heart. Where where's the stop point yeah, on that? Dial it back. Dial it back Close. one. <laughs> How does humankind make it if there's an actual device that allows you to see under clothes? We we begin to devolve. Nothing I would gets say done. <laughs> no violence. I would say anyone that's holding that gun stops themselves. They never go to the the next one to find the beating heart to to shoot through. They're just never, I don't want to see your intestines, baby. Believe me. <laughs> I mean, some of them will, but... Um, There's some freaks out there. Why, with that technology, Jared, are so many of them... There's a point in the film where Arnold gets two of them, because they go into a warehouse. Why are they ever walking into a building to look for what they want to shoot? Because it, it creates two problems. One, 
there's more of them inside now. So if they do try to use the see-through wall technology, how do they know who it is? Who's the beating heart? Mm-hmm. And second, is there a problem with just waiting? You can see through everything. What what do you just wait to see movement again? What why do you need to go confirm where he is just so Arnold can then what does he do? He grabs their feet and then grabs the guns and then James Conn has the uh he has the oh shit look. I sent you a screenshot that took because you know this fell off a truck of uh James Conn where he has this like oh like Arnold's <laughs> Arnold's gonna beat me face. And it's <laughs> So sad. My come up is so sad and yet so punchable. It's like I, I saw that face. I'm like, kill him now. Just kill him immediately. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, I, I think it was given as much thought as the rest of the plot of this movie was. Just nonsense. Uh, uh, like you said, you can't differentiate um, who the beating heart is. Who you know? Why would you clutter a uh, warehouse with extra bodies? It's, you're just begging to shoot your own goon. Which let, spoiler alert, that does happen. Let them see naked flesh, and they'll stay at their post. <laughs> there's a bit where he's cycling in. It's like I, I can't. Like there's no clothes. I think my things malfunction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Runs out naked. He'll, he'll stay in the jack shack with his rifle. <laughs> As we once threatened to make the name of the show. And I think on this episode, for some reason, I've, well, I don't know why I've decided to sex up a racer. Uh, and it's not even been in relation to Vanessa Williams at all. I'm saying that's progress. Poor fucking alligators. <laughs> no consent whatsoever. <laughs> I'm imagining alligators like scraping the, <laughs> the floor trying to get away from hmm. Arnold. That's true on the consent, but they're 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 leaning in with their mouth to to put all of you inside of them. So here's here is what you mm. uh, pose: mm. is if someone uh, is aggressive mm-hmm. towards you mm-hmm. and threatens to fight you, if you <laughs> get the upper hand Best on them, them in combat, <laughs> if you get the upper hand on them, it can't be counted as rape. That's <laughs> Thank you for listening to Southern <laughs> Cinema this week. <laughs> the scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengow, any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Oh, <laughs> oh God help us. The, the very very next episode of this. And this is... Uh, I'm not changing it up. Uh, on that note, I I'm hopefully got all my perversions out. It's it. It's the whole reason for doing this year. To me, more striptease. Next episode. Now I'll make sure to rape myself before we <laughs> record. <laughs> <laughs> oh.